We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to the Rotoviz College Football Fantasy Podcast, your place for all things Debbie, college DFS, and college football betting advice. Also, definitely, we say probably, but definitely some unabashed homerism. I've definitely got some of that coming coming down the pipe for you this this uh, episode. I'm your host, Dave Folenko, joined by my co-host, as always, Matt Wispay. Good to have you here, buddy. How are you doing? How's the week? Talk to me as you sip beer from your two-foot-tall glass. I buy fancy glasses. I, love I don't know what to tell you. Um, my day is pretty good, actually. I um, And my week has been pretty easy so far. Um, I, I thought I was going to have like five hours worth of meetings today. It Ooh. dropped down to like two and a half. It was great. Um, and then uh, my in-laws are in town, which is nice because they're keeping an eye on my son. Nice. Which is helping out just like take a little bit of stress off. Um but yeah, it's been a good week other than the fact that like I'm just old and all of a sudden I have like ran- I wake up randomly with back pain. Uh, but beyond <laughs> that, it's life's good. Yeah, How's I had everything to, going on. For you? I had yeah. to I had to see the chiropractor earlier this week because my hip is all jacked up because I have not been exercising at all. Um, and so, yeah, I'm still wobbling around like an old man, which I mean, I should. I am an old man. I turned 40 in a couple months here. So. Uh, yeah, well, I'm excited for the show today, man. Uh, we're going to be discussing some of our favorite future bets, mainly win totals for teams, but we'll get into some Heisman and conference division winners, a couple of national championship bets that we might be looking to place. I'm excited to get into it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but before we do jump into all of that good stuff, it's a little bit of news um, or some of it's not news. Uh <laughs> it's fun just the alliance i mean i feel like it should have been called the resistance get a little star flavor of star wars in there and uh you know i think that would have been fun you know pack 12 could have done something fun with that i think so it's i mean obviously at this point if you listen to college podcasts which you do if you listen to our podcast um you've heard the story basically the story but if you haven't for some way, essentially the Pac-12, ACC and Big Ten have sort of agreed to like, hey, we're not going to mess with each other. And when in order to keep the SEC from being dominant, we're going to kind of vote together on any big issues. And I think the big idea behind it is that they're not going to let the SEC try and steamroll this playoff expansion if the SEC is trying to use this as a way to just dominate college football even more. Um, 
with that being said, I think we're, I think it's all going to kind of stabilize within that. I, I really think we're as much as like the story's fun that we're going to get all this movement. And I do think there's some interesting stories out there of potential movement. Um, I, I think we're going to stabilize at a certain point and it's just going to be the power for kind of in lockstep and realizing they're going to work with one another because it's beneficial for to have four power brokers and however many teams it ends up being. I, I, I honestly have heard as high as like 24 teams per conference, oh, wow. um, that's, that's a lot. which would be, <laughs> that's a I lot. mean, it, and, and honestly, like we, it sounds like a lot, but the reality is, is that allows you to keep the teams that are currently mountain West, keep the teams right. that are currently AAC and you're not just leaving them out in the cold. So it, I think it's, that's, that would be my ideal scenario is seeing situations where some of these smaller conferences merge in and then, Honestly, teams that don't really deserve, deserves the wrong word, but really aren't FBS level kind of end up in their own little tier. Like realistically, New Mexico State, I'm sorry, I don't need to see you play against anyone um, other than UMass because I will watch that game this year because <laughs> you're disgusting. Man. I love, love life. Uh, but yeah, that's the big story with the Alliance. And I, honestly, there's not much to it. Uh, the other story that was broken on the Action Network by Brett McMurphy yesterday, and I am legally obligated to mention that because I do write for the Action Network, um, uh, is that Nebraska has sort of been pulling a Tennessee and seem to be doing an internal investigation on Scott Frost and all of their various issues. Um so some of the reported issues are that they were doing, it seemed like they were kind of not following COVID protocols. And one of the bigger things that actually does matter a little bit is the fact that they were having their analysts be coach, like they were being coaches in this world. And that's sort of the the underlying thing that people don't understand about analysts is that it seems like you've got this Alabama staff that's just like, oh man, we're bringing in all these people and they're analysts. And now we have this coaching staff of 40 people. But the reality is, is like, Analysts are supposed to basically be like hands off from the players. Their only interaction is supposed to be like data collecting, using that data, providing said data to coaching staff, and then never interacting with the players. Um, Now that all sounds great in theory. Um, A lot of analysts are coaches. Let's just be very clear. Uh, There's also a story out right now that there's an analyst at Michigan who has been interacting with players. Um, Let's be... it's college football, everyone's skating the line. But the interesting part about this story is that Nebraska seems to be setting themselves up that if this year goes badly, then they won't owe Scott Frost anywhere near as much money. Um, And that they're kind of just building their case that if this all gets litigated, they're not going to pay him $25 million to go away. So it's an interesting story. It's, it's college football, to be honest with you. It's sort of a nothing story to me in the sense of I don't care about like all the rules he broke other than if he was not following safety protocols, I would hope he would follow safety protocols. But um, with regards to like the analyst stuff, I think that's probably happening at more places than people are comfortable admitting. Um, So we'll see how it all plays out. But um, I'm, I'm I'm pretty excited. I think we need to jump into some of these win totals, but yeah, I was just gonna say with we... with Scott Frost, you know, he used to be over at Oregon. Man, the shine has come off him pretty quick. Huh? He was like whenever everyone's like favorite up and coming coach, 
and Nebraska has been terrible. And now you have this, it's just not pretty. <laughs> it's pretty terrible. I think it's, it's one of those situations where schools continue. There are several schools that continue to not know what they actually are. Like they don't actually know what their 2021 value is. And what I mean by that is basically I'm going to narrow this down to two programs. And those two programs are Tennessee and Nebraska both believe that it is, continues to be 1997. Right. And the problem is that in 1997, everyone was running like the same offense. There was very, the creativity was like, how do you run the option? Um, do you do a triple option? Do you just run a straight option? Does your quarterback know how to run? Have you thrown more than 11 passes this year? Like there was, I mean, I'm joking, obviously Peyton Manning played in 1998. So sure. Clearly, but I like, there's some level of like coaching mattered a lot more because there wasn't this stacking of talent. And now places like Knoxville, which very well might be a great city. It's definitely not bringing in the same level of excitement that you get going to like real college campuses and real city like environments. And who have won in the past, whatever, 50 years. Um, sorry, Tennessee. It wasn't fair. Um, but then you've also got things like Nebraska. It's hard to recruit to Lincoln. So you're never sure. going to pull a kid out of Miami to no. go to Lincoln, Nebraska, because you might get why? the best Colorado player, but what, what does that even like, mean? <laughs> and that's, but that's kind of, that's kind of where you're at right yeah. with, um, with Nebraska. And they still like, I think they, if they look back on it, they'd be like, man, we fired a coach that was going, getting us nine wins year in and year out. Yeah. We would kill to have nine Absolutely. wins. Um, but then, that's just kind of like, that's where these programs are is they kind of just, they aren't self-aware about what the reality is now. And it's unfortunate for them because there are good programs and nine wins a year would have been great for them. So absolutely. Yeah. Here's to hoping Scott Frost lands somewhere and makes it fun. Yeah. We'll be an offensive coordinator somewhere. Uh, how, how many times is it that uh, you want to move on and I slow us down? I mean, oops, <laughs> it's, it's rare. <laughs> let's, let's keep going though. Um, before we, before we take a break though, I'd love to hear just kind of your approach to betting um, team totals since we're going into to that area next. Uh, I, I'll i tell you honest truth, man. At first, I did not like betting team totals. I don't like wrapping my money up in something that I'm not going to you know, get returns on for months on end. It feels kind of uh, deflating at times. However, um, I found a couple numbers that I really liked and I just felt forced to. <laughs> so I did it um, and and I'll just wait. But I, I thought on the uh, on the cover three podcast like two weeks ago, they were talking about like whether or not to bet Georgia and stuff like that. And like if you like Georgia, don't bet the team total, just bet the Clemson game. And I thought that was a really good point, like because some of these teams, their opportunity to go over or under on their win totals is going to be early in the season. One or two pivot games bet those games and you don't have to wait as long. Uh, anyway, what, what are your thoughts on um, team totals and, and how you approach it? I mean, I'm kind of the same boat as you. I'm not huge on betting a lot of futures just because I'm impatient. Um, and, but I, I think what, I mean, I think there is benefit to finding gaps and issues with this. And I think some of that is as good as Vegas is. And let's be clear that Vegas is pretty good on a lot of these numbers Typically, your your range of like right or wrong is within like half a half a win, um, and I, I think the the thing about this is that like they they sometimes do make mistakes, and I think some of those show up 
in weird spaces. So like one of the ones we'll get into later is a conf- for me as a conference USA team that has a whole bunch of transfers. And I don't know that Vegas knows how to appropriately value those. And because of that, now there's a little bit of value in picking that up and getting them um, at a low to- at a low win total and then at a, a nice price on the conference. They're just they're a little bit interesting. So uh, but my approach this year, actually, um, because we were going to throw win totals onto last week's pod, um, but I wasn't prepared. Uh, and I knew I, and I knew it would take us a long time to get through them because yeah, we like to talk. talk. <laughs> um, but so what I ended up doing this year is I so I pulled S&P plus numbers. I mixed it. I look comp used them sort of in pairing with other power rankings that I've seen out there of people I trust just to make sure that stuff wasn't way off base. And then what I did is so I used S&P plus ran the full schedule, figured out who was the favorite and then by what the spread was. And then when I figured out what the spread was on those games, I then accounted for win shares and I'm, I'm not going to lie and act like I have this super duper fancy method of, Oh, well my win share on this one was by, this and this team gets 0.1 like no mine was I, I simplified it down to if it was a uh, win margin of uh, more than 10 points I gave them a full win if it was three to ten I gave them three quarters if it was minus three to positive three both teams got half if it was um, you got a quarter win if it was between 10 and three because that's obviously the reverse share of whatever happened in the other one if you lot were set to lose by more than 10 then you got nothing. And that's kind of how I broke it down because I felt like it's basically turning it into a, is it a field goal game? 50-50. Is it a touchdown game? 75%. And is it a two score game? Then jumps to um, whatever. And that's, I felt like that was a pretty fair way to assign this. And yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, once you look at it, now you do have to account for things like one of the teams uh, that scored really well and this was BYU. Uh, my issue is BYU. It's just so like I I know what they lost in the off season. They lost everything and um, gained a much and, more difficult schedule in the process. And have a much <laughs> and have a much more difficult schedule. And according to my model, my air quote model, um, their win share is nine wins. Their total is six and a half. I should be hammering them according to this. But based on just a little bit of nuance and taking a closer look at it. They're a full full on pass for me, and largely because I've been talking smack about BYU this entire offseason. I yeah, felt like I'd be lying to people if I was just absolutely come up here and say take the over. No, um, and I think that's so, an important point to make is that you don't just run these numbers and then plug them and play. Like it does take a certain level of understanding and nuance um, as you go through it, um, and, and that becomes like you're like, okay, does this pass the sniff test? You know, and for some of them it won't, but most of them, you know, you're, you're you feel comfortable comfortable and confident with them. So I think, I think that's great. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. Well, we should probably, uh, give our sponsors a little bit of love. Yep. Let's Um, do it. So we'll, we'll send it over to them. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, we're back. Thanks for hanging out. One more thing before we hit some of these, you'll notice, uh, like I hate unders. You know that about me. I hate playing unders. It's just not fun. However, when it comes to team totals, I have found that I lean into the under so (laughs) much more. And to me, there's a a really logical reason for it. Like injuries happen. We know they're going to happen. Like one of the teams are going to talk about it's already happened. And that's kind of why I'm playing them. But throughout the year, it's going to be a lot harder for an individual team to overcome injuries, whereas their opponents change every week. So an injury to one random opponent might fluctuate one game, and it wouldn't fluctuate all the games. So I find there's so much volatility that in a tie-break situation, I'm going to lean under just because of the volatility of a college football season and the amount of injuries that take place, uh, amount of just off-field issues that can take place, teams giving up, all that kind of stuff that I, I find myself leaning more towards under. So whereas like on a week to week basis, I don't really enjoy it. Um, I'm all about the unders. It's going to kind of be my theme for the day. I've got a couple of overs sprinkled in, but most mostly it's uh, it's going to be underville for me. And so these are going to be, so we've talked about a couple of times this off season, what our logic or how we're going to approach betting this season. We're not just going to willy nilly, throw around bets uh, like we've done in the past. We're actually going to track it uh, with regards to units. Uh, so each week we're going to have 10 units to bet um, towards the games and can be distributed however you want. If you want to put 10 units down on a minus 1,000 money line, I don't care. Um, but that's like that's how we're going to do it to try to keep accountability because tracking how many units were up or how many units were down actually has a little more value yeah. um, and gives you a little bit more understanding of where our favorite bets actually are lying each week. So I do think that's sort of valuable. These bets will be tracked and we'll have them to see at the end of year how we do it um, for the purpose of, but it will be kept separate 
from our counting throughout the season, just for simplicity's sake. Um, we bo- uh, both do have 10 units worth of bets on team totals. We each have a couple of, or we each have a con- one conference winner. Um, I may talk through a couple other ones I like, but for the purpose of like recording it, we have each have one conference winner. Um, right now we both have two Heisman trophy and we each have one national championship. Um, so for the purpose of like our tracking, each one of those bets will just be one unit. Yep. Um, unless you tell me no, no, that no, you're absolutely feeling otherwise. So, um, let's get started. You've got a lot more picks than I do. So let's get started with one of your totals that you are. Let's, let's do the one that you, uh, you have the most faith in. Yeah. Okay. So I also want to specify, like I've actually bet all of these. So this is not me just telling you to do something that I wouldn't do. I have placed money on this. And I kind of cheated on this first one because I'm playing two units on it, meaning like I have the most confidence on it um, for the sports, for, for our book. But in in reality, I placed five units on it, but I didn't think it would be fun to put half my units on one game and then not have much to go around. So uh, in reality, I put five units on this and that was uh, NC State over. Listen to this, Matt. I found them at sportsbetting.com at five and a half. And it gets crazier. That's at plus 115. Ooh. Yeah. So so NC State over five and a half with juice coming back to me. I love it. If you look at NC State's schedule, they start out, their, their non-con starts out with you know, South Florida, Mississippi State, and Furman. Mississippi State is on the road. Um, and that, that that's a toss-up game for me. Like I'm not sure what's going to happen there. But I wasn't all that impressed with Mississippi State. Um, outside of that first week last season. You know, maybe Leach has got some stuff figured out. I don't know. But I'm going to put that in the toss-up category. Um, there, there are other games, I think. Well, I'll just go through. So I'm going to give you the, the games I've got written down as wins for them. So it's South Florida, Furman, Louisiana Tech, at Wake Forest, for Syracuse. And this one might be controversial for you because I know you kind of like the team, at Boston College. Do you have any real big problems with any of those? No, I I'm with you on the NC State team because that's already uh, that's already six wins right there. The toss ups, the toss ups are at Mississippi State, at Miami, Louisville, and Florida State. Those are like the bonus gravy games, and of course the losses are to Clemson and UNC. UNC. So so take it away. You you agree? Tell me why. I I generally agree with this one. I think you are looking at a team that has an established quarterback. Um, in Devin Leary, who I believe is yep. getting the start. Yeah, he's back um, from injury. They've got a very, very high quality defense. And I think Zonovan, I'm just calling Knight. him Bam. Yeah. Bam Knight. Um, I think we're looking at him having one of the most productive seasons in the ACC at running back. So when you're telling me you've got a team that has proven passing game, and truthfully, I think their top receiver is back, Emeka Emzi. Mm-hmm. Um, he's back. You've got a proven running back, and you have two of them because I'm, I don't like him as much, but Ricky Person is also still there. Um, and you have a good defense for a team that went eight and four last year. I don't know how you're getting six. Um, and I, I think that's, I think you're looking at a team that is going to be solid. Like, I don't necessarily, they're not, we have they're not beating Clemson. Well, something not, you brought like, up before the show was like, you're not sure like a lot of people kind of have them as a darling dark horse type thing to maybe make a run in the ACC. And you're like, they might disappoint in that regard, but they're going to win six games. Like they're going to be bowl eligible. And And, and that's what I think where you're safe is because I mean, South Florida, Furman, Louisiana tech, 
Florida State, Syracuse all feel very close to locks for me. With the only one in there that's even like iffy being at Florida State. Right. And so then you're talking about the rest of their season picking up one win. Yep. And I and that, at that point I just think it's great. I would I would like them over six. I would like them over six and a half. Well, um, my number we was six and a half, but the number I locked in originally was six and a half. And I hadn't, I had bet it at six and a half as well. And then I saw it on this other site and that's when I hammered it with five units because five shop and a half. Yep. Yeah, shop around for sure. So that's, that's my first one. NC state over five and a half at plus money. Hammer it. Um, that's a good one. I'm with you. Um, so for my statement of honesty, uh, I have not made these bets yet, mostly because I have not driven to Indiana yet because <laughs> it's a, it's a little bit of a drive. Um, I need to get over there and place these bets. Um, I'm going to start off with my super duper confident one. Um, and it makes me sick to my stomach. But when I read off the reason why I'm making this bet, you will understand. Uh, I'm taking UMass over one and a half. <laughs> I'm going to go place three units on this. Here is my reasoning. I just real quick. Yeah. It's hilarious because last year, every every game UMass played, oh, they didn't play many. We were like, all right, <laughs> bet against them, put everything on it. <laughs> and we did well. well. <laughs> and they, they're not good. But let me just quickly read off their schedule. Uh, they start off the year at Pittsburgh. They're going to lose that game. Then they play Boston College. They're going to lose that game. Then they play Eastern Michigan. I think they're going to lose, but I'd probably give them a 25% chance to win it. So that seems reasonable. Then they go to Coastal Carolina. They're going to lose that game. Then they play Toledo. They're going to get killed that game. And then they play another weird team at home. They play Connecticut. What do we know about Connecticut? They did not play football last year. And they're terrible. <laughs> well, yes, um, and so they're terrible. <laughs> they're generally terrible. They're one of the top or bottom 10 teams in the country. That's a coin flip. Yeah, um, that's a coin flip game right there. Then they go to Florida State and Liberty, two losses, whatever. And here's why I'm so confused about their number. Then they play Rhode Island. You may notice that's not an FBS team. Right. Um. Then they play Maine. That's not an FBS team. Then they play Army. They'll get killed there. And then they play New Mexico State, who is literally the worst team in S&P Plus entering the year. I'm going to be honest. I have them at three lock wins and two more toss ups. Yeah. I I could legitimately see this UMass team pulling off four wins this year more than I could see them getting one. Right. Yeah. I'm jotting it down. I think that one to me, and I will say on that one, you have to pay a little bit of juice. Like I think it's like minus one thirty to the over right now. And it's because everyone's seeing Rhode Island and Maine on their schedule. Um, I don't see a path to them getting one win. And I think that one is if all of a sudden I saw a two pop, it's not for even money. I'm going for it. The juice isn't even that bad. It's minus 150. Um, that's where I'm seeing it. So that's not even that mm. terrible. Um, I I will be honest. I was UMass was one of the first teams I looked at to see what their because I saw their numbers like, OK, this is fun. I hate UMass. Let's see what their schedule is. And then once I saw, I was like, well, I can't bet the under on that. I just didn't know if I wanted to hit the over, but after listening to you talk, I just wrote it down. I'll be adding that. Um, I'll be adding a, a unit on that one. 
that'll be fun. Now they are still UMass. Yeah, they could lose. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. but I would say I honestly see four wins as more likely than one. Yeah, and if and I'm you only need saying, two, and you you need two. Yeah. So so I'll, I'm going to go from my most confident one to my least confident one, and actually, um, I I just put a half unit on this one because um, I did bet it. I don't know if I would bet it now. Um, and I took Maryland under five and a half at plus one twenty five, mainly because I liked getting that plus one twenty five. And Maryland's a team that I don't know if we know what they are, and getting to six wins seems pretty tough, uh, given that we don't like their quarterback all that much. But looking back, I kind of wish I wouldn't have uh, placed this bet, but because I had, I thought I'd put it on the show sheet. But I just wanted to put a half unit on it. So uh, Maryland plus one twenty five. I feel like. If the season gets played a hundred times, I'll make this bet fifty percent of the time. Which so they're leading, which to me makes it worth putting it a bet down at plus one twenty five. So anyway, uh, I just in your favor, their leading rusher from last year, Jake Funk, is obviously on the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, they did they do bring back their top two receiving options from last year, and Dante Demas Jr. and and uh, Raheem Jarrett, who we like those guys. Both of these, I like those guys as receivers. Um, Talia's fine. Uh, I think I was a little too harsh on him, but for everyone who like magically thinks that, oh no, 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 everyone was too harsh on him. He was seven touchdowns to seven interceptions last year. Yeah. And he was completing just over 60%. Um, and his adjusted yards per attempt was 6.9. So as say what you, you can make a bunch of like claims that no, 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 no. We were all too harsh. He's clearly good. I think he has good wide receivers. And I think that you're hoping that he takes a step forward. But to be honest, he's got one of the worst coaches in all of college football coaching him. And I think that's a bad team and they're going to have to play. I mean, West Virginia feels like a loss. Kent state is probably closer than people like to admit. Iowa, Ohio state are both losses. Indiana, Penn state are probably both losses. Michigan's probably a loss. So then you've got to, like they're going to beat Howard, they'll probably beat Illinois, but who knows if their run defense isn't up to snuff, which I have no idea where it's going to be. Illinois might be a struggle for them. Right. Um, like I said, I think Kent State has an opportunity to beat them, but so you've got one, two. We'll give a half win for Kent State, so two and a half. I don't think they're beating Minnesota on the road. No, I don't. I even think like I. There's a lot of this spot where that's this season could go very badly for Maryland. So yeah, I mean, getting plus money on it, I think you're probably okay. I don't think it's it's not one I would jump at, but I don't think you're making some egregious pick there. Yeah, and I wouldn't have done it if it wasn't plus money. I just want to specify that. So if you don't if you don't see that plus one twenty five next to to that under five under five and a half, definitely avoid. Um, but yeah, so anyway, uh, I, I I do have a lot of Big Ten picks coming, so I'll I'll do those. Uh, in a minute Weird. here. I but have like none. You have one. Let's hear your, because because we're actually both Well, on let's this do point. our shared one. And yeah. It's one that you're not confident in and I'm very confident in. Oh, I was uh, just running out of units <laughs> to give. That's fair. <laughs> uh, Northwestern under six and a half wins. Uh, I have it for two units. You have it for a half unit. Um, Northwestern isn't very good. Um, so their star player from last year, probably their breakout player from last season was cam porter on offense he was basically their offense um they were peyton ramsey was an okay quarterback for them in the sense that he wasn't terrible 
And when I say he wasn't terrible, I just want to, I will point out that he was being compared to their pre, his predecessor at the quarterback position. And you would think if I'm saying all these harsh things about their previous quarterback, that there's no way that that guy could be starting for them again. But no, Northwestern just announced not only did they lose a season ending injury to it was their offensive lineman and offensive lineman and Cam Porter, their running back, but they're also starting Hunter Johnson at quarterback over transfer from South Carolina, Ryan Holinsky. Um, I I mean, (laughs) they ranked they ran last year when they were better, when their offense was better than it had been. They were 93rd in the country in points per game. What saved them was their defense was absurd. Yeah. And their defense might be absurd, but the previous year, they were 126 out of 130 in points per game with 16.3. I think we're probably going to get back something closer to that yeah. than we are to 93rd. And that's saying something. And I just, I, I think, where did I, I'm actually curious where I actually had Northwestern because I bet you they were pretty close to even money. On my model, this is one where I pure. Nope, I take it back. Uh, Northwestern in mine has four and a half win shares, so they're actually one of the bottom six teams in my model for like comparison value. Um, yeah, I I don't see a path to them getting to six wins. Um, yeah, unless I mean they're coached really well. Uh, they had one of the best coaches in the country and but but they did lose a lot even on their defense which is like the staple of northwestern they lost a couple dudes to the nfl so they're mm-hmm. they're not all they're not recruiting at the same level as a lot of other big 10 schools where they can just you know next up next guy up type of thing so that's why i i'm on the under as well but uh yeah i was running out of units but i, I did want to play them i will say that their schedule isn't amazingly difficult correct uh they i like they've got oh i think that the games in here that are probably more trip up games than you think um ohio's a good max school and i i think that could be a closer game than people think i think nebraska uh on the road is probably a tougher game if we feel like scott frost is truly coaching for his job um i'm pretty big on minnesota this year and i think minnesota might be able to score I kind of feel the same way about Purdue. I think Purdue might be able to hang points on them. Um, Illinois is going to get waxed, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I, there's a few games on the schedule where I think it's an if it's iffy, and I, I don't know that they're guaranteed to beat a lot of these teams, if only because I don't know that Northwestern I, at Northwestern's best their best case scenario is that they're sitting there limiting drives yes. and not playing much offense. That's right. And then they score 17 points. <laughs> Gross. But and, you're right. That's absolutely correct. But that's, but that's, I think the scenarios, I think they're going to try and play gross football that no one wants to watch except for me because I'm an under better. Um, well, the only way I, we lose this bet is if their defense is elite and like extremely yeah. elite and they're not turning the ball over. Yeah. If their defense is if their defense is top 40, you win this bet with ease. If their defense is top 10, you're sweating. Yeah, I think that's right. All right. Um, we shared that one, so I'll do another one on my list. Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm, this one was spiteful. Um, I don't like Mississippi State. I don't like Mike Leach. I think he's a bad football coach. 
Uh, my model says that they're they are favored outright in three games and have a win share of four, and their win total right now is six. That's real bad. Um, so I I'm one unit on the under six for Mississippi State. I do think that they're going to have moments where they're a little bit fun to watch. Uh, Jaden Wally is a dude I would keep an eye on this year as a potential breakout candidate just because he did really well as a freshman last year. And I think there's an opportunity for him to see some pretty high volume. And he's maybe a guy that some of the analytics darling players all like me um, fall in love with in this off season. Yeah, I, I, I do like that play, but you know, Kylan Hill used to go there, so I can't bet against my boy's school. Um, you can absolutely <laughs> bet against him because he dropped out like I know the year. He, he agreed with you. He didn't like leech much either. Although he did have that 10 reception game that I that I I enjoyed. But you turned into a reason to draft Dude, him. Early, I got to say, I kept telling you he's looked good in preseason. <laughs> yeah, he, you want to know the truth, though? He's third string. I know it's still. No, I know. I know. Um, OK, I still have six left. You still got three left. So I'm going to go. I'm going to do uh, my my two other um, big 10 bets right here i'm going to start with um the one i have more confidence in and that's indiana under seven and a half i'm putting a full unit on that um indiana was one of the luckiest teams last year when it comes to like turnovers and points off they averaged two and a half takeaways uh per game i don't really see that as a you know a reliable way uh to you know project moving forward also we have Penix returning from injury um i'm not 100 percent Sure, he's going to be 100% on the field. So I don't really uh, love uh, this Indiana team. I also don't think they have a particularly uh, great schedule. Um, I think they're going to go bowling. And I love the coaching staff there. I think they're a, a, a fine team. But at, at the number of seven and a half, do I think they're going to get to eight wins? No, I do not. I think they're going to beat Idaho, Idaho, Western Kentucky, Maryland, Rutgers, and Minnesota. So that's five wins. Western Kentucky. <laughs> they might not okay so I, i'll hey I'll, how about this you're just helping me i'll move that from my wins to my toss-ups my toss-ups i have at iowa michigan state and at purdue and i'll throw at western kentucky in there so we've got one two three four wins that we feel pretty confident on do we think that they're gonna beat all four of those toss-ups because there's no way they're beating michigan at michigan they're not gonna beat ohio state they're not gonna go into penn state and beat them and i don't think they're gonna beat cincinnati so you need them to win all of those toss-up games. You need them to win at Iowa and at Purdue, at Western Kentucky, and then at home at Michigan State. I just don't see it happening. Um, I think they might take a couple of those games. I think you know the, the likely number for Indiana is probably six or seven. Uh, but the number here is seven and a half. So um, I'm taking the under, and I'm putting a unit on it. Am I, I like that one? Yeah. Okay. You you can you can buy what I'm selling. I, I mean, I I like it because of the fact that uh, as I mentioned, one of the teams that you initially had as a win, you're I not think so it's sure. A, of. It's a. I, we'll talk about them here in a second. There we go. That's called a tease. <laughs> I love it. Well, my other one is I'm also going under Rutgers. Uh, I mean, I'm going Rutgers under four and a half. Just putting a half unit on it, mainly because I don't know what the hell to do with Rutgers. Um, I know uh, Shiano is back there. Um, and, and he's done some good things, but not a huge fan. I don't, I don't love their schedule. Um, I mean, Temple They're two years away. Yeah. Temple and Delaware. Those are probably wins that Maryland game. Here's the other thing. Um, 
whoever wins that Maryland Rutgers game may cost me. That's the final game of the season. That may cost me one of these two bets, <laughs> but I don't think I'm losing both of them. That's for damn sure. Uh, so I, I, I'm pretty sure that that Rutgers, um, I think they'll win three games um, outright. Like I would, I would assume they win three, but getting those other two games seems awfully tough for me. So um, just putting a half unit on Rutgers, just because I don't feel like I know a whole lot about them. Um, like enough given last year's uh, kind of wonky COVID stuff, not really sure what they're all going to bring back. Um, but uh, but I, I, I thought that number was too high. You, uh, right. you, let's, let's hit that tease. Let's, before. let's hit I've that tease. it like six times. So Western Kentucky. Um, I love so you. I love I'm that you have it. Western Kentucky on your list. So Western Kentucky went five and seven last year. Uh, they scored 19 points a game. Um, and they weren't very good. Um, but here's a fun thing. They went out and, uh, raided an FCS. I don't even know if they're FCS. They raided Houston Baptist. So you might be sitting there thinking, why is this a good thing? (laughs) Well, that Houston Baptist team was the one that took Texas A&M to overtime. uh, Oh, shit. I forgot about that. About a billion points. And they brought in their top three wide receivers or their top three receivers and their quarterback. And so that offense was high flying. So the thought process is that Western Kentucky is going to be high flying this year um and their defense last year was actually pretty solid uh they were 40th out of 128 teams in opponents points per game uh allowing just 25.3 so let's say even if that defense is a little bit worse just a little bit worse not even if they can say they're allowing 28 i think the addition of the basically the entire houston baptist offense that was good last year and uh, changing your style to be a little bit more pacey to help that. I I don't think it's unreasonable to think this is a team that scores 31 points a game. And with a solid defense, they're winning a lot more than, than half their games. I think this is a bowl team. I think uh, when, this is the last time you're going to hear Western Kentucky mentioned in this podcast, Overs. but just going <laughs> down their sched in their schedule uh, this season. Let me go back to it. They've got UT or U, uh, University of Tennessee Martin. I think that's winnable, and by winnable, I mean that's a that's a win. Uh, Army. So we, you know, how Army is like really difficult to stop, but also doesn't score a lot of points. What if all of a sudden they're going against a high flying offense that has a pretty quality defense? Seems winnable. Probably toss up. Uh, I just told you I think Indiana might be a toss up game. Michigan State isn't very good on offense. Uh, That feels like a toss-up game. UTSA, that feels like a win. Old Dominion feels like a win. Florida International feels like a win. Charlotte, eh, iffy. Uh, Middle Tennessee State feels like a win. Rice could be a win. Florida Atlantic and Marshall are probably losses, but this team could win eight games pretty easily. And 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 I think also two things to kind of, I love I love this by the way. One, I know you also like their quarterback Bailey. Is it Zap Zappy? Zappy. And I, I think and, it's Zappy. And I'm pretty sure I've been in drafts with you where you've taken him in some C to C leagues. But the other thing, oh, yeah. they also hired Zach Kitley uh, to be like Western Kentucky hired him to be the offensive coordinator 
from Houston Baptist. So not only are they bringing in all these offensive weapons, they brought in the offensive coordinator as well, who knows how to use them. I love this pick, Matt. Yeah. I I, I kind of feel, um, I kind of hate that I don't have that. I'm writing this one down. So UMass and Western Kentucky, I'm, I'm playing those with you, buddy. I'm, I'm putting some. I'm going, I, here's the thing. I have no issues going to the gross conferences love and finding teams. I mean, UMass isn't a conference, but it's it, go the gross way because you know what? There's value out there. And the fact that Vegas looked at that team said, Oh, they won five games last year and they're playing a new quarterback. Whatever. We're just going to give them an extra half win. No, this is a team that could, it will not shock me if they win any, there's no game on their schedule that if they come away with a win, I'll be shocked. Not one. That's fun. <laughs> That's very fun. Um, one of the teams that Western Kentucky plays, actually they play them on October 16th, that we can both uh, go ahead and mark down as a win for Western Kentucky, is Old Dominion. And uh, I'm taking the under on Old Dominion. Uh, under four and a half, I'm putting two units on it. Um, there's a couple of reasons for this. One is Old Dominion <laughs> doesn't have a very good football team. Now they do get to play Hampton. Um, that's a team on their level. They'll probably win that game. Uh, that might be one of their few wins, though. Uh, they've got tough games against Liberty, against Buffalo, Marshall, uh, Charlotte, that you mentioned earlier. Like, there's some good teams on this schedule that they have to play against, and they're, you know, I don't think they're going to be able to find five wins to cost me this. The other reason I really love this play is uh, our boy Bud Elliott <laughs> is all over the under. Um, on old dominion he was even under it at like three and a half so uh i'm kind of stealing this one from him uh, i love it i'm going under four and a half on old dominion putting two units on it so i, I guess i'll i'll put this out there in my win shares um so old dominion is an outright favorite in one game and that's against hampton and it's because since smp plus doesn't rate uh fcs teams i sort of uh, give an auto win to the team by setting their S and P plus to negative a hundred. Um, <laughs> so it gives you an auto win share. Yeah. Um, that's the only game they're an outright favorite in. They only have among the rest of their schedule, according to S and P plus one half win over the rest of the year. That's not one um, and a half wins. That's 0. 0.5. No, no, one half. So their total <laughs> win share for the season is one and a half. Love it. I had them as a near bet at three and a half. And that by near bet, I meant I rushed a couple of these picks at the end um, and didn't feel like just coming up here and telling you. So this team has blank wins in my model. Um, and that's why I picked them. I didn't look closely at old dominion other than to say that old dominion is very poorly rated in my quick, rough and dirty uh, model that I have. And I, I don't have it on my list, but I will be betting them. Yeah. Yeah. I think, under. I think, uh, I think everyone should run like I understand like if you don't have like the sports betting.com app or whatever you don't feel like signing up I get it don't bet NC State I don't care where you're betting <laughs> bet the under on Old Dominion because it's out there everywhere uh, that that NC State number was kind of a fluke I think but go bet that one too if you do have that app um, let's hear one for you um, so I've only got two left and I, I know I just said that I'm not going to just use my model air quote model because I didn't do a model SMP plus did um, on my win share number. Um, but I got a team that has zero wins, zero outright favorites over the course of the year. 
and only one win share hmm. um, across the total year. And their totals three and a half. That seems they like the some value for you. They are the largest gap among all of the teams that I have listed. Now, mind you, I didn't have Old Dominion at four and a half. I had him at three and a half. So Old Dominion would, in fact, be worse. Um, Navy. So Navy was real bad last year. Like, really bad. Um, I don't think they're turning it around in one offseason. Not enough to get four wins. Um, yeah. I, I just... I, the issue for Navy, unfortunately, is that they play in a conference. And... That's bad for them because they play in a tough conference. So their schedule, they've got Marshall, which I know Marshall went through some stuff in the offseason, but they're probably better than Navy. Um, Air Force is winnable. Uh, At Houston is probably an immediate loss. At UCF feels like a loss. Or not at UCF. Home against UCF. Home against SMU. At Memphis. At Cincinnati. Or home against Cincinnati. At Tulsa, assuming Tulsa's anywhere close to what they were last year, they were good last um, year. Tulsa, yeah, no, Tulsa I know it was awesome. Last I know they year, lost their best. Close to it. They lost their best defensive player, but that was still a solid team. It wasn't just a one guy yeah, yeah. defense. Um, Notre Dame, that's a loss. East Carolina, it, it's probably iffy because East Carolina isn't good, but East Carolina can also score a lot of points, and Navy's not the type of team that can catch up. Uh, and then at Temple, if S&P Plus has all of these teams as favorites against them. I don't see a path to them picking up four wins, so I'm not afraid of this Navy, Navy team at all. Yeah. No, I think that's great. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I've got uh, one more under and two over, so I'm going to give you my my next under. And uh, I'm taking Georgia Tech under five and i've actually seen it at five and a half well it was at five and a half for a while and then i think it's gone down to five i'm gonna go ahead and put two units on this and and the reason why is if you look at their schedule um it's not great that they start the year uh versus northern illinois which northern illinois is not a good team uh they very well could win that game but it's not a for sure thing but i will go ahead and put that in the win column then they play kennesaw state I'll put that in the win column. So all of a sudden, Georgia Tech is 2-0, and and I'm sweating like crazy. Then they play Clemson, loss. North Carolina, neutral field, still a loss. Pittsburgh, I don't see them beating Pittsburgh, but we can give them, you know, a maybe on that one. Duke, another win. So now they're at three, three and a half. And then they had, are at Virginia versus Vautech, at Miami versus Boston College. And they finish off the year at Notre Dame and versus Georgia. So in order for me to actually like full on lose this bet, they have to win four of these. They need to wait. Hang on. In order for me to lose this bet, they need to beat four of Northern Illinois, Pitt, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and Boston College. Um, Worst case scenario, I think this pushes. Like they might get to five wins, but there's no way in hell they're going to six. So to me, this is like I'm putting two units on it. And at worst, I'm just getting my money back in a few months. Um, at best, I'm hitting this thing and I'm feeling pretty comfortable because there's no way they're they're going to roll off three wins in a row at the end of the year. Yeah, I do think you have some good push insurance on that one. Um, yeah, I, I, I like what they're doing at Georgia Tech. I, I actually think that 
they've got a pretty solid fan base that understand like they're not like Nebraska fans. They're not like Tennessee fans who just don't know what they are. Um, and I think they're going to give their coach every chance he has to win. And I would say he's doing the right thing. And I, I, but yeah, five wins will be tough this year. Bowling will be tough for them. If if they're, if they go over this number, it means Jameer Gibbs turned into the best running back in the country. And Sims is a much better quarterback than he showed last year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I, I mean, I think five wins is probably, you know, most likely outcome. But I think four is way more likely than six. So that's why I'm going with it because, yeah, the push insurance. All right. I'll Maybe give you my pick for last. I'm going to give you one more. Um, one more over. I'm only another another one where it's just a half unit. And I'm going with SMU over six. Again, this has a lot to do with just push insurance. Uh, if you look at their schedule, I don't see them only being able to get to five wins. They play teams um, that, you know, I think are either much worse than them or similar. I mean, I, like Abilene Christian, North Texas, Navy, who you just mentioned, like those to me are all like for sure wins. And then only need like two more wins in the rest of this, the year. Um, I feel like worst case scenario, I'm, I'm getting to my six, uh, but I'm only putting a half unit on it because, well, you know, it's a tough conference in all honesty. There's a lot of parody. So, so half unit. What's, what's your last play? Let's, let's finish off with some, uh, some pack 12 goodness. Right. Um, so I'm going to go with a team that in S and P plus is an outright favorite in 11 of their games and their total is nine. Um, and that's Washington. Um, I think everyone is writing off Washington's offense really quickly. I know I am. I, I'm not convinced that anything we saw from 2020 matters, but even if so, I see in the regular season, two losable games. That's it. Is that Michigan and Oregon? Michigan and Oregon are the only two games that I genuinely believe are losable. Now I think Oregon, I mean, Arizona state, I just, I don't know what to expect from them. So maybe that one is too. And maybe that's my push. Um, but they're beating Montana. They're beating Arkansas State. They're beating Cal. They're beating Oregon State. They're going to beat UCLA just based on defense alone. They'll beat Arizona and Stanford. I think that Oregon game being in Washington is very bad for Oregon. Um, same with Arizona State being at home. I think they're pretty much guaranteed to pick up one of those two games. Um, at Colorado is might be tricky, but to be honest, do we have high expectations for Colorado? I mean, no. I don't. I think last year felt feels more fluky than anything. I mean, and then we do have we we do have high expectations from Colorado, but not in the sense that we think we're beating. They're beating teams like Washington. Yeah, and so so now their their season. If you are worried about the over not hit not coming through on nine, you're worried about Arizona State, Oregon, and Michigan, and you have to pick up one game to hit the over, and you need to lose. To like, you pretty much have to lose to UCLA at home. That I that's the thing about this is like so all of the games that I I'm worried about them losing, with the exception of Michigan, are at home, and I think they're just picking up a lot more of those wins because when you have a good defense in this spot, you're I I just think you're in a very good when you're already favored and you have a good defense, then you're probably just going to end up controlling a game and winning it 
Like they're probably a team I'll bet against a lot this year against the spread, but they're definitely a team I think is going to eke out a lot of wins. Yeah, I, I think I think I can. They're I think I can buy Oregon that. by forty. <laughs> I could see I could see them pushing this, um, but I I would be surprised if you lost this because, like you said, they do get Oregon at home, and I mean traditionally over the last you know fifteen years that's been Oregon's like Oregon's been winning those games. But it's going to be tough to play in Seattle. It's a, a pretty noisy crowd. Washington's defense is tough. And uh, I could see that being in a rock fight where both teams struggle to, to score. And then all of a sudden it comes down to who has the ball last. And there's a pick six. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I can't wait to see Ty Thompson in that game. Oh, man. I do think Ty Thompson will be starting um, September 18th. Uh, for a third game. I, I think, I think they're going to let, I think Brown is going to be the, uh, the proverbial <laughs> lamb led to the slaughter. Uh, he'll get a nice cushion win against Fresno state and then lose to Ohio state. But let's go ahead and talk about Oregon. Cause they're my last pick. I've got them over nine. Yeah. They're going to lose to Ohio state. You and I have discussed this. I'm not naive. It's, they have to go to Columbus. They're not winning that game. I hope they keep it close but I don't have much hope beyond that. Um, but the rest of the schedule, Spoiler, yeah. I will be taking whatever that spread is. I will be taking Ohio state that week. Yeah. You should have taken it a couple weeks ago when it was, uh, you know, sink care what number. It is. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. Oregon's got some defensive backs out early this year. Uh, so that could, it could be tough against that, uh, wide receiver <laughs> core. Um, but then the rest of their games, like the toughest games that they have, outside of of Washington and Utah are at home. So I'm not too worried about them. So to me, if you give them the Ohio State loss and then they lose the two tough road games, Washington and Utah, worst case scenario, they're pushing. So so to me, I, I think it's a really solid, safe pick. I think they're better than Washington, like on a neutral field, Oregon's favored. Uh, on a neutral field against Utah, Oregon's favored. I think by the time we get to this late in the season, our I know I said R, sorry. Oregon's defense is going to be elite. They've brought in some really, really talented players. The number one defensive player in the country um, is a duck. They've got an incredible uh, linebacker core with um, Sewell and Justin Flo. They're going to be awesome. Um, I really like this Oregon team. This is a homer pick, but it's not just a homer pick. So Oregon, worst case scenario, though, push. So I've got one unit on Oregon over nine let's um transition over to some conference winners um my favorite one i didn't love a whole lot of them um i just went ahead and and yeah. wanted the big number and yeah i think mo- like nine times oh, seven times out of ten clemson's gonna take this thing but there's that off chance that unc pulls off a shocker and at plus 800 i'm willing to sprinkle a little bit on that because that's a nice number and i didn't see anything else that uh that that was screaming to me uh although now that uh You've talked to me about one of these teams. I might have to reconsider. I like your pick. I'm taking Western Kentucky uh, to win the Conference USA because I ran through their schedule and I genuinely don't like. I said Charlotte was a loss. Charlotte went two and four last year. That's not a loss. Uh, and I'm getting plus seven hundred on Western Kentucky now. If I was getting plus one thousand, I would have bet this more times. But yeah. I'm taking Western Kentucky because they're kind of becoming my team this year that I'm going to be backing a lot. Um, I I think they're going to be 
incredibly fun to watch. Uh, let's roll the Heisman trophies. Cause we're already running a little longer than we anticipated. Um, I've, I think I've talked these two picks specifically, um, basically since the national championship game started last year. Um, and it's Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. Bryce Young right now you can get for about plus 900 CJ Stroud. You can still get for about plus 1600. Um, Yep. <laughs> Heisman Trophy Heisman Trophy winners come from teams that are national championship contenders. 70, I think it was 76% of national or of Heisman Trophy winners since 2000 have come from a team that won their conference. These two teams are the heavy favorites to win their conference. And it still is traditionally a quarterback award because they're typically it's easier for them to put up volume stats in a way that is like I'm how do I say this? it has enough volume to like actually stand out. Yeah. Like if Bryce Young were to pass for 3000 yards and run for 800, that looks more impressive than um, John Mechie catching 1100 yards. So, um, I, and I feel kind of the same way about Stroud. Like I do think it's maybe worth like throwing a flyer on like plus 10,000 for Garrett Wilson or something like that. Or Chris Olave had, I think it was still in like the plus 6,000 range. But I don't think like magically we saw Devonta Smith open this window that is going to make it really easy for a wide receiver to win. I think the reality is that last year was fluky and he doesn't win that award if Jalen Waddle doesn't get injured um, or if Mechie is good. So <laughs> I, yeah, like, I, I, mean, I like how you found a way to throw some shade on Mechie just because. He's not good. <laughs> um, so I, I would say if in both of these spots, uh, you're – I'm looking for a team that I think has a chance to win the national championship and they're not the favorite. Um, but I think you can bet. I think there's only about like nine realistically. I think there's probably only about nine people you can bet and feel like you're not burning money. So. Yeah. And I've got two of those and for the exact same reason. So I don't have to go into all the reasoning. Cause you just laid it out very nicely. I got Clemson and Georgia's quarterback. I've got DJ Uyunglele at plus seven fifty, and then a little bit, better juice is JT Daniels at plus 1200. It is interesting that neither one of us put anything on the favorite Spencer Rattler. I will also say I'm not betting because Heisman. he's the favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not betting any of these personally. I I'm not taking any Heisman trophy stuff injuries to either them or other players. There's too much volatility to me. Um, when we get to like week four, week six in that range, I'll start looking at some value plays. That's when we were talking about Devonta Smith last year as a potential uh, value for a Heisman. Uh, but, but right now I'm not, I'm not personally playing any of these. I will say if you think Georgia, if this is their year, if you think this is the, their like opportunity to have like win the national championship or win the sec, and you think they're going to go out and beat Clemson, JT Daniels will very like if J or if Clemson loses to Georgia. And so if Georgia goes out and beats Clemson in that first week or first week, I don't know, whatever yeah. that game is. Yeah. That first week, JT Daniels will be the betting favorite after that game. So if you're going to bet JT Daniels and you want to bet JT Daniels, this is probably your opportunity because it's either going to be dead in the water or he's going to lose a lot of odds. So um, rolling into national championship. Now I, I didn't go Homer. I'm jealous that I didn't go Homer (laughs) here. Uh, I took Oklahoma. Um, I, I it's, it's that they're plus seven fifty. to be honest. I don't necessarily, I, I'm still not positive this is a team that is capable of beating Alabama. Um, but Alabama's plus 250. Yeah. Um, Clemson is plus 400. 
Georgia, you can get at plus 750, and I kind of like those odds a little bit. But I, I Oklahoma's Oklahoma path is getting, a lot easier than Georgia's, though. Yeah, and I think that Oklahoma, I feel very confident in saying that they're going to be a playoff team this year because I just think they're going to steamroll the conference. And on that list, they're going to have probably two wins over Iowa State if they actually do go through the conference with these. Um, and that, so I'm betting plus 800 on a team that I think is very likely to be among the final four. And we're talking about, we don't know what Bryce Young is. We don't really know what CJ Stroud is. We kind of know what DJU is, but we're not positive. And, and then, there's no depth behind DJU. If he gets hurt, there's nothing left in the cupboard. So a team that has an improving defense has the Heisman favorite at quarterback and has a very good wide receiver room with the exception of that Marvin Mims dude who's terrible. <laughs> um, I'm just here to throw shade. Zero um, shares, buddy. I've got zero shares. No, no. But so I, I think getting them at eight to one plus 800, I, I like that spot um, just from a value perspective, but they're not my national championship pick. They would be a team though that I think getting eight to one odds when I think that there's like, I think they're probably like sixty plus percent to make the uh, to make the playoff. I, I think you would take that that risk. Yeah, I was wondering. I, I did not do any of the math because I'm not near quick enough, and that we probably don't have enough um, data out there. But I wonder taking them at plus eight hundred is probably better value if you just bet the money line all year because they're going to be favored by so much. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, it's probably better to do. Yeah, just if. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be but interesting if, to see those numbers, but. Um, my, my pick is Ohio State um, at plus 550. I feel like uh, on paper... You can get them at 600. I'll take them at 600 there. On paper, to me, they are the most complete team. Um, like I said, even though I love my Ducks, I don't see that being a very close game. I, I think Ohio State wins that by between 9 and 12 points more often than not. Um, so Ohio State, uh, their offense is just going to be too good to slow down. Any questions that are on defense won't necessarily matter too much because people are going to be trying to play catch up. And I, I don't think that's a position you want to be in. Um, I also think day is just a fantastic coach. They've got a great wide receiver room. I think their quarterback situation, uh, they, they, they have a, you know, the, the main problem they have is they have an embarrassment of riches. They're going to have to choose which guy they want to roll with, but I think there's no wrong choices there. Uh, so I love, I love Ohio state. From a uh, talent perspective, um, their fans can go uh, suck an egg, though. Hey, hey, <laughs> that's true. We're, we're mostly assholes. <laughs> um, but I, I think that, I mean, I think we we laid out a lot of our favorite features. I would say we're probably happier to bet totals than we are national championship at Heisman, just because those ones feel like there's a lot more yeah. iffiness to them. Um, but I, I think... That's I think we laid out pretty well what our process is for these bets and how we're kind of looking into it. Like I said, I will toss all of these bets into our best bet tracker, um, but they'll be kind of a separate thing. Um, and yeah, so yeah, that's all I have for this week. Yeah, I, I absolutely. Think I, I will say next week um, is next week, week zero. It's not this upcoming Sunday. I think it's the following one. It might even be one after that, but no, it's coming numbers, up. It's coming up. DFS uh, has opened up. Uh, College DFS is in. um, I saw it in the DraftKings lobby. 
if if you're a college DFS player, it's it's not a bad idea to just go reserve a few spots in it if you want to jump in because I think the week zero one will fill up. Um, I already as a I already have my first one, and I was so freaking pumped that like Colorado look. changed the rules, and now I can um I can bet <laughs> I can do uh, college DFS and not just talk about it or like secretly have someone else place bets for me. Um, but yeah, games start. I would never do that. Games start what September second? Yeah. Uh it looks like the first one is eight twenty-eight. No, so we've got eight twenty-eight is the first setup. So well, ESPN's app can suck a poop head. Yeah. So um on this first slate, here's some just some quick ones that I'm looking at yeah, right now. Nebraska, Illinois, uh, a barn burner right there. Well, but if you're Nebraska and Illinois, you're dead. I mean, Adrian Martinez looks like a value at quarterback, uh, $6,800. Hawaii's quarterback, Shevin Cordero at 7,500. Booyah. If you want to go a little more expensive at quarterback, Jake Hayner again from Fresno state against UConn. I've mentioned UConn is atrocious. Jake Hayner is a, I believe he was at Washington. Absolutely. Um, he is a talented quarterback in an offense that should give him opportunities. But realistically, I think it's probably DTR or bust against that Hawaii team um, because I think that game turns into a bit of a shootout. So I would probably anchor most of my lineups around Doriel Thompson Robinson. Or um, at I like Nick, Nick Starkle. I'm just going to throw that out there, but whatever. For San Jose State, he plays that week. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the three-game slate. I'm like, he's not oh, okay. on there. Um, okay. Jay, I would say Jalen Cropper is the guy at uh, Fresno State, so he's he's easily the top guy on the one, but I do think there is some interesting ones. I think if you're going to play Illinois people, look at getting – I mean, they have uh, – what's his name? Oh, I'm blanking on his name. Who's their head coach? Brett Bielma. They have Brett Bielma back. You know he wants to run the football a whole lot. Getting an Illinois running back against a Nebraska team that hasn't been good defensively for a while – there's probably some value there on that. Um, doo, 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 doo. Sorry, I will get a little more in depth on this next week. I'm just getting excited. Absolutely, um, so man, it's going to be fun. Let's uh, let's let's let the people go. Thank um, you guys for listening. We'll be back next week, Matt. Thank you for joining, given given all the insight, convincing me to put some money on Western Kentucky. Put some money on UMass. UMass. Feel gross. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. Like rooting for those shit teams. Not. Both of them, just UMass is a shit team. Uh, Matt, any final words for the listeners? By Jackson Smith and Jigba. There you go. We'll see you all next week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.